Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody into the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. We are heading into week 16 now. Some people's seasons are already over. The playoffs have ended last week. You know, next, other people, championship games are coming up week 16. So we're going to go over everything that happened in week 15, some of the highlights, and definitely some players that disappointed and probably ended your seasons. But we'll start off. Jeff, how was your weekend? You're in a couple championship games. I am. Well, I like to, the both championship games I'm in are uh, two weeks long. Yeah. So I'm leading in both, which is wonderful. I could be a two-time champion. And... I also won my one-week game with yeah. Craig. I'm just so, walk away. <laughs> so it was a very, very close matchup. I think I won by, well, like, what, a point and a half? Yeah, a couple points. And the only, it, it's, it's, I'm out of the playoffs. Of thinking, I'm not really thinking too clearly when I did this. And I'm Adrian Peterson was back, and he's been on my, been on my bench all year long. I, never, well, actually, I, I actually released him probably two or three times and kept picking him back up. And finally, he's available. So I'm like, screw it. Why not? Put Adrian Peterson <laughs> in the lineup. And he got me point three points. To be fair, it's not. It was no for no big reason, but it does get us third place. And we were joking because we're both crushed that we weren't in the championship game. But um, our league does record up to three places yeah, on the league so. history page. Anybody Woo! on ESPN, you'll see that. Click your history. Yep. T- the top three are shown, and I will not be there. So this as year. soon as we figured that out, there was a, a little a little at stake where we just we needed that, and uh, so I'm going to remember finally the. The year I took third place. Yeah. Yeah, all because I started Adrian Peterson. Yeah, it was was funny. I took Rob Kelly out of the lineup for him. It was, was, why not? Yeah, it was a a fun little little game at the end of the season. You're in good shape in those other two, so. I am. One, one I have a a very, uh, a lead that I would be very surprised if I blew. And then the other one is a bit closer. He's gonna need, he's gonna need to pick the right players and everything like that. It's fantasy football. You never know what's gonna happen. No, you don't. I, mean, look at the- <laughs> I still did that, and I was starting, you know, Tom Brady in one. He didn't do anything spectacular. I started Roethlisberger in the other. So that's without my QBs really doing I mean, that's much. That's what I was going to say. Tom Brady, 7.4 points. Yeah. What is that? Denver, well, is it, yeah. It's Denver, yeah. I guess. We kind of knew that was a possibility. Denver. But I, I didn't. It was him or uh, Jameis Winston, so. I went with Tom just in time we trust, but my other team was strong enough. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess when you look back at it, Jameis would have been the better play, but yeah. he threw three. Jameis threw three picks. Yeah, what he he only had 14.5, I mean, with the three oh. picks. but And, and we had talked about this do? in the last week. It's very tough. You yeah. get to this point, you're not picking up anyone off the waivers. You're, you're running with the guy you feel most strongly against or about. Yep. And I'm Tom Brady. It's very difficult to have the, the balls to, yeah. to you know, sit Tom Brady. I can't do it. I... St- I I'm yeah. of the of the person that starts the studs every time. Mm-hmm. Brady, Rodgers only had 12 points this week, you know, in that weather at Chicago. It was just freezing. They still won. Those kind of players, I still play them. You know, I, if they have a bad game, they have a bad game. But I have a difficult time, you know, playing. Obviously, like Colin Kaepernick would have been a better play this week than Rodgers or Brady or Roethlisberger. Yeah, but are you going to make that decision? No. No. If you do, I, I wouldn't, yeah. If he had, if he had stayed Politics. on his hot streak, I, I would yeah. have you know uh, the cojones to be like, you well, know what, I'm riding, riding well, But let's be honest, he had a down week just like anyone else. And if Tom and he both have a down week, I'm going with Brady no matter what. Yeah. So, well, number one quarterback this week was Drew Brees. 
After Finally. after those last two weeks, he put up a com- didn't even put up a combined twelve points the last two weeks. He comes up with thirty seven point four this week through four touchdowns. I mean, most of them, everything went to Brandon Cooks. Finally, <laughs> it's one of those. I mean, Drew Brees is kind of, and I want to say bulletproof because the last two weeks he really didn't do well. But um, here's another stud you're gonna start no matter what. But the Brandon Cooks, on the other hand, there was situations where I'm sure people had yep. him and really deliberate. You know, they were trying to figure out if they were gonna use him or not. And I'm sure someone sat him. And yeah, it did not work out for him. Well, especially thinking that he's gonna have Patrick Peterson on him the whole time, which wasn't really the case because. Seven catches, 186 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, we've had a lot of fun. Brandy Cooks talk on this yeah, podcast. Far too and, much, actually. But this is why we talk about him so much, because he does have games like this, and then he'll turn around next week and he'll score three. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with Brandy Cooks. It's not even, I mean, it's not really a problem with Brandy Cooks. It's just the fact that, that Drew offense. Brees doesn't care who he's throwing the ball to. Not at he'll, all. He's throwing to the open guy. Yeah, it'll be feast and famine. You know, we, I mean, that's why you even have to keep their, you know, tight end Fleener on the radar and you know we talked so much about the rookie Michael Thomas and yep. it, there's just so many so many mouths to feed and when you're Drew Brees you're good enough to get the ball to everyone well, but I mean even Michael Thomas was able to put up a good fantasy game with seven catches and 52 yards and a touchdown he had 10 targets he actually had two more targets than Brandon Cooks had so they're both you can play both of those guys I really I mean easily can play both of those guys yep. But the Saints' offense, I mean, who knows what's going to happen week to week with them. This was actually a week you probably thought they might have been down a little bit playing at Arizona. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't feel as – I thought it was going to be maybe a bigger week for their running back game. But the only problem is most of these Drew Brees owners are probably out of the playoffs at this point after 4.5 last week. If yeah. you made the playoffs – That would have – yeah, definitely would have. probably didn't survive. Him. Even Brandon Cook's owners, no. he's, he and hasn't been – It has been a very – and I – I can't say very strange compared to every year, but I feel like it happens every year where it, this time of year, it's not you know it's not a consistent flow of points. I feel like it's much more feast or famine. Yep. And a couple of these players that you bank on have just done atrocious weeks yes. or blown up, right? So you have like the you know Bell owners just getting a ton of points, and then you have someone like you know last week in Breeze. That's the opposite yep. spectrum. They play each other, and there's not even a contest anymore, yep. and then it doesn't matter. So, Well, like this week, running back-wise, the one who blew up and probably won a lot of weeks for people was Devontae Freeman. Yep. We talked about him a little bit last week. We, we knew that matchup. It's the San Francisco matchup. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just And he's fun. actually one of the big reasons I have that large lead in, in, our, in our dynasty. Yep. That San Francisco, they're just terrible. And another guy that keeps performing well is McCoy. Yeah, McCoy, great game. Yeah. 153 yards rushing, and this, two touchdowns. Even with Gillisley he, kind of poaching he's, one. He's, yeah, I mean, that McCoy is great. He, he really <laughs> is. He's had – I feel like he doesn't get enough enough love. I know he's in the top, you know, five always for us. But I feel like he's always he's always on the second tier for a lot of, you know, yep. other places you look. And I, I never understand that. Like, is that because of the bills that are a little more, you know? I think it's a lot to do with – lot to do with McCoy's injuries. He seems to be a lot more injury prone than those other top guys. Not, I mean, really not this year. What, I mean, he, he, he one, the hamstring many, issue. He missed one game, yeah. really, though? He, I think it was one full game. He missed parts of two others. But I mean, talent-wise, he's up there. Oh, without you know, a doubt. And speaking of these two, you know, with Freeman and McCoy, they played San Francisco and Cleveland, who are just, they are just terrible against the run. So, watching <laughs> out of that, San Francisco next week plays the Rams. Could Todd, Todd Gurley? <laughs> is this going to be the Todd Gurley week? How many Todd Gurley owners are playing Week 16 championship games? Not too many. No. There's somebody out there. 
Yeah. Who has Todd Gurley and been waiting for this moment all Watch, season long. Todd Gurley won't do anything, but Tavon Austin will get like two carries yeah. for like two touchdowns Probably. and 70 yards. Well, then the Browns matchup. It, San Diego is the one playing the Browns, so what do you do with that? What do you do? I, I don't I expect Melvin Ladarius Gordon back. Green. That's what I do. <laughs> like, is Melvin Gordon coming back? No, I doubt oh, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. So, and do you trust Kenneth Farrow? Not really. It's a great matchup. What do you do? What was his final numbers uh, last week? What did he end up with? Farrow? I actually don't have him right up. It, it wasn't very many. <laughs> that, that's yeah, I know sure. he kind of he, he was a... Uh... I don't have his actual totals. He just didn't look great. Yeah. The problem is with San Diego, Gordon, was he struggled last year because the offensive line was not very good. And he's just been able to overcome a lot of it this year, you know, just because how talented he is. So you get somebody like Kenneth Farrow in there who really doesn't have the talent you know, of a Melvin Gordon and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. He had, he got 15 carries, but he only got 39 yep. yards. Out of and, it, so. and he caught the ball twice and for he fumbled it once. Yeah. I was going to say for <laughs> negative and against it. And it with a pretty decent matchup, really. I mean, you're not really scared of Oakland. Yeah. I would say middle of the yeah. road against running. Backs. Yeah. You're not scared of, they're definitely probably in the bottom half. Yeah. So if that's what he's putting up number wise, I have a hard time playing him. Very hard time. Because we could be strapped. I mean, if, if Melvin Gordon is out again and he's guaranteed 15 touches, yep. he's probably a legitimate flex play, especially against Cleveland. It's, it's, like, it's not the, getting worse. You know yeah. I mean, I feel like he can only improve on this. It's all about the volume, but with him, he's really never done it. Yeah. It's all about he's, well, a, he's a player. You're thinking we're plugging him into Melvin Gordon's spot, but he's not Melvin Gordon. That's the problem here. Oh, hell no. I mean, Melvin Gordon wasn't Melvin Gordon last year with that yeah, team. I'm I mean, just – I don't think I'm starting – man, that's a tough call because he has such a great matchup. Really great. I, I do worry about um, having the having them poach some of his touches and spraying the ball around a little yeah, more. Like, you know, getting a wide receiver involved or, or – um, who is their, their third wide, uh, running back as well? Um, they're worried that he was going to poach touches last week. But, I can only imagine it's going to go up this time. Well, now uh, – Offensively, offensive wise for San Diego, there again. Tyrell Williams left the game with a concussion, so something to watch out for. He didn't return. Um, eh, you never know with those. He might be back, but I'm talking about Farrow again. I'm trying to sit here and think of a situation where I am in a championship game and I have the option to play Kenneth Farrow at my flex spot, and I have a hard time doing that. Very hard time. So, what my hope would be is that. Ty Montgomery's still out there on the waiver wire. That is what you hope it is the case. Because we talked, we talked about him the last yeah, couple I mean, weeks. There was three guys on the waiver, right, yep. that were capable of being picked up. Farrow, we were both, um, we said pick him up, but we were both kind of low on him. Ty Montgomery was Montgomery the guy. was a, uh, one that we did like, and then obviously we were big on uh, Powell. Powell, yeah, Powell, Powell did decent. He had 162 total yards. Just very, hey. very, very solid. I was going to say decent. That's awesome. Very solid. And then Montgomery, 16 carries, 162 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's... Yeah, he had a good career day. I mean, what do you say about that? 28.3 points. He's a he's a legitimate running back now. In- well, I mean, that's not even... That's not even running back numbers, though, is it? I mean, he. I mean, he only had two catches for a yard. Oh my gosh, you're That's right. It. He did only have two catches. That's it this week. It. it he wasn't getting wow. the receptions. This I, is, I, I did not think he racked up. It was all that, on the ground. That many yards on the ground. Yep. And the problem is, plays Minnesota. Is Minnesota still 
a defense you fear? I don't think so. Look at what the Colts just did to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I fear them more than Chicago. No, True. I mean, like I, yeah, he. he does, I mean, he's going against a very bad team compared to a, a, a over the year overall a very good defense. Well, I mean, Vikings have been a top ten defense against yeah. the run all year, and they're also stingy when it comes to offense. They don't like to give up the yeah. ball. They're kind of slow down the game. Hey, they gave up seventeen point four points to Robert Turbin. It's very true, okay, but it was just off. Hey, you know, two touchdowns. Don't yeah. go, don't go don't go picking up Robert Turbin and playing him. No, no, not Robert Turbin. <laughs> I'm just saying. You have, I mean, the, if no, the people, running backs have their chances, and people Mark are going to see is that, firmly in that spot. People are going to see that Robert Turbin. No, line. yeah, you let that one just slide. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, Frank Gore ran the ball 26 times for 101 yards against Minnesota this past week. That is a lot of touches. Though. It is Frank. I mean, Frank Gore's an an older back now. Yep. But he's still a very, you know, very productive back when you get him that kind of touches and when he's, you know, somewhat fresh. I wouldn't be scared of that Minnesota defense though anymore. If I'm, I play Ty Montgomery. If he's oh, out there, I mean, yeah. he's fifty-seven percent owned right now. I guess so. I don't know who on your team you would be having questions. I'm telling you, of fair, starting if, you, over if you had if you had Melvin Gordon and you had to plug in Kenneth Farrell last week. You're be- you definitely are playing Montgomery over him if he's still out Montgomery there. Montgomery over Farrell. True. I mean, I've, I, mean, I would have played him last week over him, too. Yep. I'd play him over Powell, you know, those kind of guys. Definitely play him over them. I mean, I would play, play him. Are you going to play Montgomery over Powell? Oh, yeah. I'm playing Montgomery in like a flex spot, spot over like Tyreek Hill. I'm playing it. If I. Because Hill's going to be a flex on a lot of teams. Like Tyreek Hill, I'm playing him over. Tyreek hmm. Hill, what, what, this past week, he didn't have any catches. All his fantasy numbers came off one carry. One carry. Yeah. That is his fantasy. That he is his, still put up enough points but, to make it. That, it it's I crazy. mean, really, you got lucky, but at the same time, it's still relevant. One carry for 68 yards and a touchdown. So he got 12.8 points. But he hasn't, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't disappointed yet. And I do have to say, like, I just don't see. Montgomery did wonderfully, but against a bad defense. Like, yep. I, I can't imagine that going to be the same, I, the same scenario, right? I just feel like even, like, Powell. I'm playing. I'm playing Montgomery. Oof, I'm doing it. I think it'd be tough. I think Powell compared to him. I mean, I'm definitely playing pay, playing him over Tyreek Hill at a flex. I would go in that order. It would be Montgomery Powell Hill for me. I I really like Tyreek Hill, um, but I, I, I get I get your point where I guess he does the amount of touches. It worries me. It's very tough to get him. But I mean, even with limited, he's got points. But I would probably do the same thing. But I I personally think I would start. Powell over Montgomery, even though he had this incredible... Because Powell had no touchdowns, and he still got you... Or did he have a touchdown? He still got you 16 points. He did. So 160 yards, yeah. With no touchdowns. I mean... Neither of them have great matchups, either. No, I mean, yeah. Powell's going against New England. And Minnesota. So the matchups aren't going to be, you know, what are you going to do with those, but... No. I I do. I think I like Powell. Let's actually... That's a great one. Why don't we do a bet I was waiting for it. Yep. Let's do a bet on that. I take Powell over Montgomery. No. It's Montgomery all the way. (laughs) I just... I'm I was excited about this a couple weeks ago when I started to realize that he is the back there. And he showed it It's kind of funny. They had like one game where they went away from him. And then immediately went back after they were like, all right, Starks is (laughs) not the guy. Well, actually, speaking of players that I've made calls on a couple weeks ago, Tyler Tyler Lockett. Seven catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. 19 total points this week. It blew up. Last week, I mean, he didn't do much last week, but it was four for 41. The week before, five for 63. And he got the touchdown, 19.8. So two of the last three weeks, he scored over 19 points. Yep. And, and I was, I mean, he's one of those. I'm, I'm 
terrified to use because they're so up and down. But oh, I mean, I'm, Russell Wilson made me look foolish last week. He finally he finally put together a great game. I mean, look at and they're playing Arizona this week, which normally you used to be scared of that a little bit. But look what New Orleans we're talking about. Look at New Orleans did Arizona this past week. Okay, true, but Seattle is not <laughs> New Orleans hey, offense. I don't know. <laughs> I'm liking Tyler Lockett. Would I Lockett. like him enough to start him? Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. Especially you're knowing that this is either the championship week or possibly in some leagues, I guess, leading up to it. I'm not sure. but Hopefully everyone has it their championship week. I hope no one goes to week 17. Yeah. Some people do, but it's or, a tough. Yeah, or they do a two-week <laughs> thing into it for some reason. Yo, but I mean, that that's an impressive stat line for Tyler Lockett. But, yeah, yeah you know, I'm great. still I'm still not sold on starting him. It's it's only happened twice all year yeah. now, if you think about it. So, but he probably is on the waivers, and if you're in a if you're in a tough spot, if, yeah, if you're in a tough spot and you need to start somebody, throw him in there. Yeah, he'd be he'd be one of those guys on the waivers that yep. you're kind of like, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm really taking a chance here. But I mean, if he pulls out another 19, that that could win you the playoffs, yeah. and then you can kiss Tyler Lockett for the cool. rest of his days. We talked about Alshon Jeffrey last week coming back from. Suspension, and he actually had a very solid game. I played him six catches, eighty nine yards, and he got the touchdown. So you, yeah, like, I told you, it was just a chip on his shoulder. I felt like it was going to happen. And it, yeah, we talked about it last week. You would have played him, and he did. You did I play did. him, and it yeah. worked. You know, that's a solid game. I mean, actually, there's a lot of solid fantasy games from Chicago Bears players this week. Jordan Howard had another seventeen point three. Yeah, I mean, I love my my boy Jordan. I mean, Matt Barkley's he's not been absolutely. Terrible. He threw the ball for three hundred. He had three picks, which is not good. But volume wise, he's able to get his fan, his, the players enough. You know, yeah. I mean, he's Matt Barkley, right? I'm not yeah. expecting him to be a superstar, but he is. He has outperformed my expectation which, yeah, of him. Which I thought it was going to be just a miserable, like a spectacular yeah. failure again for him. I mean, and it yeah. wasn't. He's he's been holding his own. Yep. Was, you know, it's tough to be an NFL quarterback and putting up three hundred yards. Been, you're obviously never starting him, but you're in a good enough spot where he's able to help Alshon and Jordan. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't. He doesn't make them where they're going to be three point, four point scores, which is all you need right now. So he's been a, a surprise. <laughs> he threw three picks, so we can't yeah. say he's very good. But you know, yeah. compared that's to that's not we the surprising expected. part, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just that he's he's able to keep the Bears fantasy relevant somehow, which is still a shock to me. I thought these guys would have just been doing nothing. Jordan Howard. I still I I expect him to go down in every week. But earlier in this year, we had the Jordan Howard Kadeem Carey debate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I got the the better end of that one. <laughs> and then these last four weeks, Jordan Howard has just been great. Last five weeks, actually, I mean, he just keeps. He hasn't had since week eight. He hasn't had anything lower than eight points. So he's been wonderful this year. He really, really has. And on a bad team, and I don't know if yep. some people might say that it's helpful. You know, yeah. for your fantasy relevance, but I think he's been doing it in spite of a poor Chicago yeah, and offense. He, and if you look at it, since he became the starter, basically in like week, not even week three, at a good, it was really week four where he really became the starter. He's only had one bad game. I mean, that's really it. One bad game. He had two point two points against the Packers back in week seven. Other than that, he's giving you at least eight points. Yeah, and people got really scared too because even the game before that, Jacksonville, which is not a, a you know. Not a terrible D, but not a great one either. 
he got a touchdown, so he ended up with you know about ten fantasy points for most leagues. Yep. But it was fifteen that, carries for thirty four yards, and then immediately to seven to twenty two, and people thought they jumped off the bandwagon. <laughs> that's where real we, quick. That's where yeah. I. Then, that's to, where, yeah. for some reason, think Kadeem Carey might well, be Well, they the kept guy. giving him touches, and then he blew up yep. against Minnesota, you know, yeah, nonetheless. He's, just been, he's been just very, very solid. Yeah, so you got to be excited for him next year, too, especially oh, if you yeah. do keepers. There's no way you overpaid for Jordan Howard. No. And he is going to be the guy next year. So Another guy could be excited about next year, Derrick Henry. Had nine carries, but 58 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Derrick Henry, everyone's just waiting. The, the problem with that is... Murray did so wonderful this year too. What do you do in that situation? I guarantee they're not going to get rid of either of those guys. That's what I think it's. I think it's going to be more of a fifty-fifty. I mean, unless, fifty-fifty next yeah. year. Unless you unless you really want to clear cap room and you're like, know what, Murray, like try to trade him to well, a bad team I mean, or something. Murray had 141 total yards. No, he's he's killing it. He's been great. But what do you do? Do you want to pay two running backs? You got a nice. I mean, Henry can do exactly what yeah. Murray's doing. I think. I'm, no, I'm no. Kind but of, I, I think without a doubt, I think I think Henry. Is as town well, maybe I won't go that far because Murray has done it multiple yeah. ways for multiple seasons. But I think he he absolutely he could be that. To be that talented, yeah. I believe. If, if I'm them though, which is going to cut into both of their their values, I think both of them are definitely going to be worth owning next year. Oh yeah. But I think it's gonna it's gonna even out. I think you're going to give more and more carries to Derrick Henry, and you're going to use the last bit of superstar from Murray, and you're going to save the future. You know, in yeah. in theory, for Henry. And I think that is going to, for next year, I think it's going to eat into both of their values, but both are going to be definitely easily playable. Oh, I. Especially depending on who gets goal line carries. That's what I'm going to be very interested in it's watching next year. It's looking to me like it's going to be Derrick Henry. And why wouldn't it be? Going, that yeah. is a beast of a man. And yeah. that's where you really take some pounding. So why would you put Murray down there and take that extra hit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's going to be 50 50 share, but they're both going to be playable. I 100% believe that. You know, I don't see why not. And some other, you know, decent performances. This one, I don't get this player. Ryan Matthews, 128 yards and a touchdown. No, another one I would I, – I, I don't even care how well he like, does. I'm like, there's no way I'm touching no, it. Like, I, I don't know what to think about him, ever. No, because there's no way you can tell. No, you start him next week, he's probably going to – he's probably going to get injured in the first quarter. Like, I – Ryan Matthews is one player that I cannot put in my lineup. I have to – no, it's that whole offense. No, I mean, I mean, even look. I could read you his. Oh, <laughs> just going ugly. going through, and this is standard leagues or whatever. But it, you go through every single one of his games, and it goes uh, just whole numbers. I'll go like thirteen points, fifteen points, negative <laughs> point five, eleven, six, then, six, seven, stretch. seven, twenty-seven, three. Yeah. hurt, hurt, six, twenty-one. Yeah. So when he's healthy, he he's just not healthy. He's though. like a flex guy, right? Yeah, he's just not for well most of it. That negative game was hilarious. But I just, I, I mean, if you have to start him, you have to start him, I guess. Yeah. If you have no other options. But I would, again, I would start Ty Montgomery over Ryan Matthews. I'd, I feel I feel better about Montgomery next I, week I, as well. I, I just don't like Ryan Matthews. I don't either. But the, I, you look at his numbers and you're like, okay. I'd I, I find it hard-pressed that someone's not starting him in the yeah, flex and, position. And Wendell Smallwood's now out for the year, so he doesn't have that. He doesn't have him to eat away at carries. But yeah. still, I'm just... I hate this. I just don't like the situation. It's never he's going to get hurt next week. <laughs> Chances are, if yeah. it's like with him. I think running backs are tough to oh. come by, though. I just don't see a, when you have Ryan Matthews. I don't. I don't see yeah. too many teams that have well, enough sure. running backs not to I mean, use them. Unless you have, there's only a couple. There's a couple guys that you you don't have to worry about. Zeke and David Johnson. It's just and, ridiculous. Well, yeah. Oh, both of them. Twenty-four point eight for Zeke. Twenty-two point eight for David Johnson. David Johnson only ran the ball twelve times. He only had fifty-three yards. 
rushing, but he's he got still got fifty five receiving, and he ran the ball for two t- ran it in twice. Like it's just ridiculous. I love when you're like saving a guy, and you're like, I'm only going to give you, and he scores you as much as he usually does. It's in Zeke. I mean, twenty three carries, one hundred and fifty nine yards and touchdowns. These two are just ridiculous. They are, man. And then I mean, even I mean, Bell Bell didn't have a great game, and he still got you thirteen point one. So those three guys are. So, so much better than everybody else. I feel like and McCoy's right there. Yeah, McCoy is. Yeah. But it's unreal. They're, I was going to say McCoy has been lights out as well. I would put him up there as long as he's healthy. I mean, if there's not a draft next year where those it's not Johnson, Zeke, and Bell in the top three in some order, then somebody did something stupid. Without and <laughs> all those David Johnson and Zeke are both incredibly young, and Le'Veon Bell. His suspensions might have saved him an extra year of production. Almost, maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, without a doubt, there's a, you know, there's no, there's no doubt, and there's, they're not vying for anyone else. No one else is stealing touches from him. Man, I, I'm hoping in our league that I'll be able to get one of those players next year. I know, I'm, and that one player, I, it's going to be very interesting because Zeke is outperforming even what I thought he was going to do, and I paid a buttload for him in our auction draft. Yep. And we do we have the ability to have keepers, but you you know, we have a whole you know Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you over yeah, you yeah. overpay for them, right? And even at that I think you know Are you keeping him? I want to know. It'd right be an, now it'd be an interesting point. I'm gonna think about if you, it. if you don't I'm, oh, it's I'm, gonna, I'm bidding this. This is two hundred dollar auction. I'm bidding at least I, up to seventy. I will probably go to seventy five. Yeah. And that's out of a, a two hundred dollar auction uh, wallet that everyone has there. So I mean, that's a le- huge chunk of my change. But I mean, this year even, you know, I think he went for sixty or whatever that I mean, paid for. David Johnson's only gonna be thirteen dollars as a keeper. Yeah, how disappointing is that? Oh, that's so. That's such a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> and then I guess that's the, that's the negative, the dark side of keepers. Yeah, like. Odell Beckham being yeah. on my team forever, or Arian so. Foster. I got him yep. before he blew up. Man, this is a. We'll we'll definitely have a. We're gonna have an off season episode of just auction, yeah. strategy and auction well, keeper strategy. I was gonna say, sure. be careful though, because someone like Arian Foster can cost you because yeah. <laughs> a keeper, guy that getting a guy that's injury yeah, these prone. Keepers can definitely hurt when you think you have somebody great. Like I thought I had Brandon Marshall this year. <laughs> Look at he did this week again. This you never can tell. You never know what's going to happen. Him away. Well, I, he had some value, but what he had one catch for 16 yards this week, I think. Man, it's yeah. just a, well, we did tell you to sell him halfway through the season. Yeah, and just now, if you, if you do have him, I mean, he's no better than a waiver wire guy at this point, and there's mm-hmm. not many waiver wire guys out there. It's it's an ugly situation for that. It's just you, know, you can't play him. I don't see any situation where you can play him. Robbie Anderson's the one getting all the catches now, and not even a lot of them, but. Robbie Anderson, the last three weeks for the Jets has gone twelve point one, eleven point one, and then fourteen this past week. I mean, you playing Robbie Anderson over Brandon Marshall now? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm not I, playing Robbie Anderson. No, I was just say I'm, I'm just not. If you're in the championship and and you can play Robbie Anderson, I, I yeah, want to talk you're to you. Play, you're not playing Robbie Anderson. I don't know how you got at, in at New England because <laughs> obviously you have. You have Johnson, Bell, and Zeke, and oh, you don't even care who else plays for you. Yeah, that's just yeah. You can't. You're not playing him, especially the, the, with the matchup this week. <laughs> that's just an ugly situation. Then look at uh, Taylor Gabriel, another touchdown. He only had three catches, but he got another <laughs> touchdown. That's that's what this guy does. I just feel good because every person you're like naming off, I'm like played him, played him. <laughs> like I feel like I just hit on 
hit on most of my guys besides for quarterbacks, go figure. Yeah, well, quarterback this week, yeah, who knows. Matt Moore was the second highest scoring quarterback this week for the Dolphins. You saw that one coming, right? Yeah. We, we all <laughs> well, we predicted that last I'm like, week, I'm right? like, played him too. <laughs> yeah, right? We predict, we all predicted that one. I mean, and, and in turn, that made Deion Sims from Miami the number one tight end this week, which we all predicted as well, I'm sure. Go figure. <laughs> no one saw that coming. No. He only had four catches, but two of them were touchdowns. You can't predict that. Cameron Brait was the, the second tight end this week, which we've been talking about him for a couple weeks. Like He's just been solid every week. That The tight end list up this week oh. is ugly when you look at it. It's like, very, it's getting list very difficult to predict like, nowadays. These are the these are the top like few tight ends this week. Others are the Deion Sims, Cameron Brait, Charles Clay, Eric Swoop. Then you got Kyle Rudolph, Hunter Henry, some names, you know. But those guys have been inconsistent. You got Jared Cook, Ryan Griffin, Garrick Selleck. What a list. You started maybe out of those. Brait, Rudolph, that might be it. I mean, somebody might have started Henry. That would have still been risky. But Henry, he just gets touchdowns. Four of the last five games, he's got a touchdown. He only has, he has less than 10 catches in those games. Or 10, he has 10 catches the last five games. That's it. I can't he has wait four touchdowns. They- and I, he's one of those guys that never came to fruition for me after I, you know, talked him up so much. But I cannot wait until they just unleash this guy. Like, are you? He's yeah. that big of a red zone threat, but yep. it just everywhere else they well, just kind of ignore him. Do you? Ex- but if Tyrell Williams is out, yeah. And do you? Ex- I mean, he plays the Browns next week. Browns have been oh, love the, that. I think about the second worst against tight end. They've been about the second worst or for worst against yeah. like every offensive position. Would you start him this week despite mm. the low targets he's been getting? Uh, depending on who I had, obviously you see how weird it's getting. Yeah, how, it's a how crazy difficult. list this week. Um, I mean, am I going away from Kelsey Graham? One of those guys. If I have one of those, you know, five, even Ladarius Green, that started over him. But if you have, you know, if you're streaming, I would definitely take a look at him. Like yeah. I, I probably wouldn't feel that bad starting him compared to name <laughs> anyone besides you know one of the top six guys. Yep. Like, I, w- well, I would have no problem with that. Speaking of Ladarius Green, he left the fourth quarter of the game with a concussion. So watch that. You know, we don't know. I mean, you never know with these concussions. No, and especially for him, I, I do. It's really unfortunate because well, he, he's is, so hampered by injury. And we don't even know what the injury was at the beginning of the season. There was all that early on. There was mm-hmm. these weird rumors that it was concussion issues, actually. He said it, like there was ankle, they said. Then there's these weird well, concussion the rumor concussion things. The concussion was they actually mentioned how, like, I don't know if it's true or not, but the rumors was he might have to hang, he might have to retire. Yeah, that was, like, really like, strange. weird rumor. Yeah. Just just an odd, odd situation. So... We never really got any clarification on what that actually was either. Yeah, so, it could, so if it, it could was the concussion him. issue, this is seri- a lot more serious. It, yeah, very but, much. I mean, it's hard to say. It, I have no idea. No one, none of us can predict it. We don't know what you know what actually's happened, and, that, and Pittsburgh's not going to tell us. So yeah, obviously we're, not. We're, we're not going to know that at all. But if he doesn't go, then you I mean do you play Jesse James again? He's another tut. He's a you know, touchdown dependent guy. I mean, like most of these guys are, right? I mean, they really are. Those, I mean, the tight ends position. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, and even I, you know, I, I would like to see Eric Ebron get more. And he he looked really good by getting all of those uh, all the yardage the first couple of games he came back from injury, yeah. and then he still has not caught a touchdown since he's returned, and he's getting less and less yardage too. The, I mean, the, it usually gets about thirty like, to forty yards a game. The Lions' offense looked terrible. No, and you, you start wondering how much. 
Stafford's hand is affecting yeah, him. Yeah, you really do. But even though that Tate has actually been, he had a hundred and yeah, he continues yards, to yeah. put up thirteen um, targets, good yardage. I mean, Marvin Jones is like pretty much an afterthought at this point. Like, yeah. What happened to him? Like we don't even. I have no idea. We don't even talk about him anymore. No, nope. I mean, what do you expect? Anything? From, I don't expect anything from him. They're playing Dallas this week. Dallas doesn't have a great defense, but I could see a situation where they just. They get a big lead against Detroit. Detroit can't do much. Yeah, and I'm um, Marvin Jones. Like you're, um, you're not, I'm not. I'm if, if you have Marvin Jones, I, I don't. I'm not playing him. No, I mean he's. I honestly think you can pick up. I would rather play a Tyree, Tyreek Hill. I'd rather play. Well, it's crazy how like one or two good games make a player makes a player relevant all season long when he shouldn't be. Like, yeah, he had the, those weeks two and three where he had the 118 yards and the 205 and two touchdowns. Since then. He hasn't had more than nine point seven. That's pretty crazy. That's it. It's been yeah. it's been terrible. He hasn't had more than four. Or he had five catches in week. He went four, eight, six, five the first four games catch wise. Since then, he hasn't had yeah. hasn't had more than and four. I did. I kept the faith for a little while, just as you know, him being the number one with Stafford, and you know, they were the Lions have been doing pretty well, so they're going to have to continue to throw the ball. I was like, yeah, I hope you're not starting that guy anymore. No, yeah, just, and well, my my guess is he's whatever team he was on. Yep. Kept him, you know, oh, yeah. like hoping that he was going to come back and be at least a wide receiver too, and they probably paid the price for it. Well, that's pretty much the little recap there. But I have a little little random segment here to end the show. Just we'll just Jeff doesn't even know what's coming. It's, it's nothing <laughs> nope. major. I just here we go. Since we're towards the end of the year, we might as well kind of recap. And we've talked about a lot of this here. I want to know, Jeff, what do you think your worst call of the season is? What's your worst oh my call? God, my worst call. What's your worst call? I want to. I want to know what you think. We've been talking a lot about what we've done. What's your worst call of the year? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because there's a lot of them. Right? Well, no. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's um. Oh man, it is actually very, very tough. Um, I haven't. I haven't had any that were backbreaking, but I'm, because I'm still fresh off of the wound. But the the trade I did and the main target, and I ended up getting. A you know three wide receivers yep. for really really two but one I was going to play so I did it for you know for the mass collection yeah. of points I could get but that trade did not do me well <laughs> so I, I ended up trading Allen Robinson which is fine he oh, didn't yeah. do anything right yeah. um, and then I traded some uh, some future kind of stuff and you know other people that could give you a little bit of help but I ended up getting Demarius Thomas which. Mm. You know, I was kind of like, okay, he's a wide receiver three, like on that offense. He, I, he's definitely playable in almost every week. Yep. I got uh, Marvin Jones, which was on the decline, and I was kind of like, okay, like I didn't. Yeah. I, I probably I, it looked at the time like if you just looked at points and everything, yep. like I was getting a steal. Yep. But and then I also got Des Bryant, which is the only guy, and he was hurt at the time. And he's, so he's it's kind of a brass you over when exactly. it mattered. It was a uh, the you know. Beanstalk seeds, really. And Des Bryant getting negative uh, points or whatever. But I remember yeah, I remember when uh, that trade went down. I thought that was a league-winning move. I really did. I, I did, too, at the time. I, I thought you were going to win it with that. I, I didn't think Marvin Jones was going to be quite as bad, but he wasn't the reason I did it. He was kind of a throw-in because he was going down so quickly. Yep. And then uh, Demarius Thomas, I was like, great. I have my number three, number number two, someone solid. And then Des Bryant, when he comes back, uh, you know, yep. I, I was going to sit him on my bench for a few weeks. And when he comes back, his playoff – you know his playoff is so such a great schedule. Yep, and he's the one that cost me. It's so sad, uh, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean that that's uh, the one that stings the most. I 
I, I would still make the same trade because it just looked so good and it gave me a lot of things to play with. Yep. But that's the one that, I mean, that, it cost me, so it's got to be my worst move. Hmm. I'm trying to think, what would mine be? I think mine is actually going to be, it's actually my best call and my worst call probably. It's Tyree Kill. Oh, I picked so him up. Picking before, up and I, not I, playing. I picked him, him up before he was before he was doing anything. Put him on my bench. I was ahead of the curve. And then after I think the Jacksonville game, I released him. He did nothing. He did something decent. I picked him back up again. I have you know. And then I released him, and then somebody else picked him up. And he probably would have. He could have given me a win last week if I would have kept him on my team. So Tyree Kill. That's the, sometimes the problem with. This is what I do a lot. I add and drop, add and drop, add and drop, trying to hit on something. And sometimes you miss. Sometimes you you drop somebody too early, oh, and it bites you. Without a doubt. And that's happened to me in the past. It's happened quite often. Actually, it's happened in our Dynasty League, which is the spot where you probably don't want to do that as much. Be a little more cautious. I'm not as cautious, I guess, sometimes in the Dynasty. But Tyreek Hill, he, you know, we've talked about Tyreek Hill a lot on this show. But he really came out of nowhere to be good. But I just kept adding and adding and dropping him, adding and dropping him, and then I didn't have him when it counted. And he could have could have gave me a good shot to win. And, uh, and it's funny too, you, because you can never predict injuries, yep. right? That's why I, I didn't get upset when Melvin Gordon went down, and he really, I mean, he easily pretty much cost me a title yep. too in that one. But injuries are part of the part of it, and I it looks like I have a very big lead in my dynasty, and. Um, it shows how, what you can overcome, though. And obviously, in this dynasty league, you definitely have we have more bench spots because yep. you don't make as many moves with your top guys. You just can't, so you have to have extra bench spots. But with oh. this, you could go over my injury report or what I did and what I overcame, and it shows you if you make the right moves. Like mm-hmm. right now, I'm starting. <laughs> I mean, the people that were injured during the year, I had Sammy Watkins. Um, so Sammy Watkins was injured the entire yeah. year. Rob Gronkowski, AJ Green, uh, Ladarius Green Man, um, was had, injured, and uh, Adrian Peterson and Keenan Allen. You still might win this, and all those guys missed the majority of the year. And I'm still going to look like I'm going to win because you pick up guys that we had talked yep. about. Like, first of all, I had two two good quarterbacks, which is good because I had Roethlisberger who was hurt yep. a lot too. Um, but Taylor Gabriel was a big one. Sammy Watkins, I kept you know kept him around. Oh, yeah. Um, and picking up guys before they even did anything. Yep. So uh, Gronkowski, when I you know he was my big my my big one right when we drafted, and I also got Kelsey before he got big. So now you have these backups. Um, but I, I went through a ton of guys, just picking them up, finding who's going to work. I would pick up two guys every week. It felt like because I had so many injuries. Yep. Um, but it looks like I'm actually going to win that one. So it does show you though. You got to yeah. week by week. You you gotta start keep picking people up and seeing who sticks, who doesn't work. It's and that's you know, like, it's no harm to it. Like the Tyree Kill thing for me is you know, I, I being that active though you're gonna miss on you're gonna drop some people too early, but keep trying to find those guys. Yeah, and let's be honest, there's always gonna be someone you're like, oh my god, yeah. he was on my bench and I didn't play him. And, yep. But I you know you can't get angry at that stuff if you if he wasn't in the discussion to yep. you know if you're gonna play him or not. It's just nice to have those this, kind of guys. This is this talking about the dynasty and players you've dropped is really starting to like make me really just disappointed in some of my moves. I guess I've made on my lower <laughs> end because I'm thinking back now, thinking all over the years, even like last year I dropped Jai 
could have had him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> on the in the dynasty. In the dynasty. Oh, that's man. brutal. It really is, isn't it? Actually, where did uh didn't David Johnson? He was a second round. He wasn't. He was. He was drafted in our dynasty. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the yep. other league. Yep. He was drafted in the dynasty as a second or second round of our rookie yeah. draft. But like I dropped JJ. I drafted JJ in the second round of that same draft. Dropped him to free up space and, and dropped him. I dropped Derek Carr. Ooh, ooh, yeah. You have that. Those. That's a future dynasty. I dropped team. Jarvis Landry in his rookie season too. <laughs> it's been. You know, you're gonna get. Maybe in a dynasty league, don't treat it like you'd treat your standard, you know, redraft leagues. Maybe, but see, at the end of the bench, I always feel like I have so many quality, yeah. quality players. I'm looking to. Well, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to keep, but even <laughs> someone like uh, I laugh because um, Rashad Perriman. If anyone is in the dynasty yeah. league, or even not, you you heard of that name because yeah. he was supposed to be come in and be the Ravens number two automatically and all this, and he got hurt his rookie year and didn't play anything. And someone dropped him, so I scooped him up in the dynasty, threw him on my bench, and he really hasn't done anything yet. Yep. But he's starting to get healthy. He's starting to emerge, and Steve Smith cannot play forever. And you'll see in the <laughs> last five games, nothing crazy, but he has three touchdowns, yeah. saving, and he looks like he could be playable well, eventually. So, I mean, Perriman, if you're in keeper leagues. Yeah, I hope, hope a player that you end up being really disappointed you dropped here soon. I think it pretty sure you dropped Josh Doxson. I, I actually I, I dropped him just recently to get and Taylor I snatched Gabriel. him up and Did threw you? him on my IR. Yeah, I was really hoping I was going to be able to go back and pick him up, but he's yeah. been hurt the entire time, and I had to get Taylor Gabriel, and I might win a title. So if, if I have to give up, yes. if I have to give up True. my actually, he was my he was your first round. He was pick. my first round pick. He was. He went one spot after I picked Michael Thomas. Nope. He was actually Jordan Howard went right before that. That's who I wanted. Well, he went. I think, Jordan Howard went with the fifth pick, I believe, or yep. something like that. Then I oh, had the sixth. Okay, so it wasn't right before. I had the sixth and the seventh, and I went Laquan Treadwell, and then Michael <laughs> Thomas. Actually, that's who like, I have traded away. Actually, <laughs> 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 which that could bite me too. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, is what, Treadwell yeah. because what do you, what do you do with he's that? drafted so high in those, and, in those dynasties, yeah. Or I mean, just in the NFL First in general, pick, yeah. he hasn't played. I don't know what to think about what. That, what like, I mean, what has Minnesota saw that? They didn't see before. It's not like Minnesota has a great offense yeah, right now. Yeah, so yeah, like, brimming with talent there. What are you doing? Like, I, I'm one. Oh, I'm really man. wondering. He could be one of those that people lose faith in, and he's yeah. going to be one of those that I'm going to sneakily try to grab. Late. I lost faith in him, and it. Well, I would too if I were you. Though I was trying to win a title, yeah, made some moves, but but man, yeah. kid, we we will definitely have we we will have a couple dynasty shows. Just go over some dynasty strategy and some dynasty no, no, targets, no. like what to do with. I mean. We'd have a whole discussion with Quan Treadwell and Josh Doxson and do you keep Kevin White on like yeah. I do on your yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be some good some good content there. But I think that's pretty much it for the week fifteen recap show. We'll have, you know, a little bit more this week for you. Trying to get you set up for your championships. Absolutely. Hopefully. And this Jeff, is set up for yeah. your championships. Well I'm gonna two. Let's yeah. let's not downplay this. And One dose. I'm not really playing for anything this week, so I might have to well, come up with something. I don't know what yet, but I'm going to... I want you to reflect on this because, first of all, this kid is always ugh. winning a title. But I want you to reflect and, and know how the rest of us feel. It's rough. How it's the rough. other how the no, others it's really live. rough. I, this past week, was I had to try to make a third-place matchup seem interesting. Relevant, and then, like, you, and then you lose by a couple points. And this week, I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't have anything to play for yet. i gotta, <laughs> I got to come up with something and bet somebody something. I had somebody back out on a bet with me last week. I wanted to play him for one draft dollar for next year. <laughs> so, I and saw he that. accepted. And so this is another thing. Don't, don't accept 
and then back out of bets. Luckily, it worked out for me because I would have lost. But <laughs> that, that would have been just the last gut punch of the year, being like, "Sit down." Like, and then I lost. Your season's over. Dollar. That's one thing, though. I guess I, I mean, in a way, feel better about my loss last week that I'm not in the championship after my team put up my worst scoring output right. of the season this week. You see what would have been yes. an embarrassing moment. Yeah. So. But I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to. I don't know who I'm playing. I'm going to come up with somebody to play this week. Well, that's a good. I mean, we could almost go on another tangent. <laughs> but in the when you drafted, yep. Like who is someone that? And because we obviously we did we do auction. And um, who is someone you spent a lot of money on where you should have? Yeah. Even if they did okay, you should have taken that money and you should have put it into a different area. I know my situation right oh. now. It's very easy to talk about. It's Adrian Peterson. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. You had AP and you still did this well. I, I give you props for that. Your main running back goes down and you're in the playoffs anyway. Yep. Especially in, especially in running back land. That's I mean, tough. I could have had Le'Veon Bell. I could have had Zeke. I could have had Zeke. Can you imagine, Jeff? Well, to be fair, I though, Zeke? I got Zeke and I, you know, we we're playing for third place. True, so. but I, I spent more on Peterson than you did Zeke. Well, that's a bad Throw move. Zeke into my Adrian Peterson spot, team him with LaShawn McCoy. Jay Ajayi, Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Eifert. I'm just going to name my team. <laughs> it's a pretty solid team. It's very um, solid. Guess what, Jeff? I'm a six-time champ if I Jesus. do that. If I make that decision to draft Zeke over Peterson, and I didn't. I was hesitant to draft a rookie and spend that much on a rookie. And you just – and a lot – and I'm the same way. You just – and I know he got injured for an entire year, but most – AP is – well, he was as safe as they got, even with that one injury. And it, it's really funny, though. It shows you in those, you it's very difficult to miss on your, your high-end guys, your number ones that you're going to spend you can, that money on. You can overcome it sometimes. Last season, same thing happened to me. I spent big on Jamal Charles. And he, he went out yeah, ACL, right. and I was able to overcome it somehow. I couldn't do it well, two years in a so row. Almost, you, but not quite. Yeah, it's those waiver pickups that you've always gotten that another big-time guy off of like the waiver. Like this year, I didn't really end up with a big time guy but like I had Ajayi and I had Rob Kelly both solid guys well Ajayi was huge and, and Rob Kelly had one huge week that yeah. really they got Rob, me a good one Rob Kelly and was actually, a, a nice waiver pickup but Ajayi is I would say he was your big pickup yeah. and Kelly got me a win over you I believe yeah. so that was, <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, a big that week a-hole. But, <laughs> but that's that I mean, that shows you can still come back from those injuries but sometimes they're yeah. a little too much it's just very much. difficult because I, mean, I mean how much did you have to pay of a $200 salary for um, for AP for I spent $70 70 yeah I'm pretty sure it was up about seventy. Dang, very close to it because there was like that situation. There wasn't a lot of running back when there's not a lot of because we and keep three. Also, to be fair, you in that keeping situation, you had great deals on Evans I, I, and, I, and Beckham. Yep, and I thought Brandon Marshall, but that didn't turn out so well. But <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's karma. I feel like but, <laughs> at some yeah, point <laughs> you can't you can't win them all. But yeah, well, that's got to be your obviously your biggest. I mean, you can't predict injuries, but that has to be your biggest regret. Well, the Marshall. No, no, oh, no. The, AP. The AP? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. Even if you didn't go for another primetime running back, if you spread that between, I mean, oh, my gosh, you can get whoever you want. No, but the, I would have gone for either Zeke or Yeah, Bell. you would have put it into one my, player. My whole you know, strategy in a, like an auction is I need one of those top. I, I will pick okay, who are these top, who are the top tier running backs or whatever. I need one of those guys. Yeah. That's how I do it every time. If there's three, I need one of those three, and I'm going to get one of those three. So... 
that's that would have been my top would have been it was Peterson for me all the way because I didn't trust the rookie and Bell was suspended, so I got who I wanted. What can you you know that's that's yeah you rolled that's the, the strategy. dice on the injury that's the strategy I went into with and I got Peterson and McCoy yet both which could have been ages. I, I actually laugh because AP was on you know tier one for me, but um, Zeke actually mm-hmm. ended up being the guy that was a little bit cheaper. So after I saw AP going for so much, I spent on Zeke and then went with those second tier guys that I I that underperformed, and I just prayed that they would you know stay healthy first of all and then they would perform and yep. obviously that's what got me through the season even though my my wide receivers took a beating <laughs> just i mean immediately in the first game i lost keenan allen which i oh, man. if that guy can stay healthy i really think he could be a, a beast yeah, for someone like but i'm not gonna I, trust drafting him next year no not not again he's no. burnt me already like yeah. so badly so can't like yeah people like can't like what are people gonna do with adrian peterson next year what do you do with Adrian Peterson? No, I laugh because I'm like, dude, I, I really think you can get him for, for a, a deal. But let's be honest, when it comes around and you're going to see that list, yeah. Bell, Johnson, Zeke are all going to go for an obscene amount of money. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have your McCoy, Devontae Freeman, not even Freeman, but then you have AP there. And people are probably going to hit him about the time they freak out. And I bet he's still going to go for about 50 bucks. He's going to go for too much. Yeah, than, exactly. He's going to go for more than what I would want to pay for him. Oh, but this is, we could have a whole yeah, show. Yeah, I was going to say, we're All going right. on a tangent. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> this was a good recap show and tangent on next year. Because, you know, we have to, have to talk about next year. Because it's like people like me are out of this. They have nothing <laughs> to play for. But thanks to everyone for listening. Hopefully you're still sticking around this time of year. It means you're maybe going for your title this week. But we'll be back with more episodes. And in the meantime, go to Twitter. Follow us at the FF Profit. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And we will talk to you guys next time.